You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And good morning once again, Real Presence Live listeners. Uh, Nick Medelsky, excited to be with you this morning from wonderful wintry Wasika, Minnesota. It's a beautiful morning to be together on air. And joining me are uh, Dana Patrika and uh, Marcy Cowan, and we're going to be talking about tech, uh, but not... Uh, uh, not technology, but uh, Teens Encounter Christ. Uh, so welcome, uh, Dana and Marcy. Uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves, and we'll start with Dana. Just to, I'll do a little traffic control here, just to make sure we're not talking <laughs> over each other. So go ahead, Dana. Sure. My name is Dana Patrika, and I'm the Director of Youth Ministry and Faith Formation for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And uh, Marcy? Hi, I'm Marcy Cowan. I am the Faith Formation Youth Ministry Coordinator for the Tri-Parish of St. Anne in Slayton, St. Columba in Iona, and St. Mary in Lake Wilson, Minnesota. I've been in my position for seven years. And that's out in the uh, on the western end of the diocese, right? Closer to we're Pipestone, way, maybe? Yep, we're very close to Pipestone. We're about 60 miles from Sioux Falls, South Dakota and about 30 miles from the Iowa border, so way over in the corner. Well, beautiful. Thank thank you, both of you, yeah. for joining us this uh, morning. And then uh, I, I'll ask uh, each of you, I guess, how did you first get involved uh, with uh, youth ministry, faith formation, that sort of thing? Well, we'll start with... I... <laughs> Sorry. Um, Go ahead. I have been involved with youth ministry since I was a youth. I led a middle school youth group when I was in high school, um, and it was always a desire of mine um, coming from my Catholic church. We didn't have as much opportunity within the Catholic realm because I led a non-denominational uh, middle school youth group. Mm. So that was always on my heart. Um, and then post-college, I ended up going into focus. I was a focus missionary for about three years and then just felt the call to be a youth minister. So I started serving as a youth minister in Indiana, which is where I was for focus, and then eventually made my way back to Minnesota and was at Pax Christie in Rochester for about seven to eight years. And then did you did you grow up in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, or that was elsewhere? The... Um, I did. I grew up in Owatonna, Minnesota. Beautiful. We love Owatonna. I love Owatonna. It's, <laughs> it's a beautiful place Me to too. visit. And uh, Marcy, how did you first get started in this, this world of ministry? So I got started mainly because of my kids. After they had gone to tech and they pressured me to go to tech, I didn't attend until after they both graduated from high school in 2008. August was my first tech. So after that, I started teaching confirmations with Jim. I just, my faith was on fire and I wanted to do something about it. And then when um, the Faith Formation Youth Ministry coordinator that had this position before me was going to retire, I had been asked to step into her spot. And so I have been here for the past seven years, and I've been involved with tech for 12 years now. So even though tech is kind of a, a program sort of geared towards teens, it, it ultimately led you into uh, deepening your commitment to ministry and uh, things like that. 
it most definitely did. It most definitely did. And, and I don't think that um, kids realize what um, influence they have on their par- parents at times. Kids can be um, very influential if it's something good and wonderful. Kids can talk you into a lot of things. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, so speaking of, about young people, um, and, and we'll talk about tech more uh, in, in just a second here, but I guess just kind of on a general, you know, uh, airplane aerial view kind of level, uh, what sort of uh, challenges and opportunities have you seen in ministering to young people in the church today? And I guess I'd, I'd ask both of you that question, but uh, Marcy, maybe you want to go first. Sure. I would have to say the biggest challenge for me is parents. I'm really sorry to say that. Um, it seems like they leave, <laughs> it's bad. They leave the faith up to um, those of us in ministry. Um, there are some going to church, and those kids know it well, And but there's others that aren't attending Mass, so their kids aren't getting um, the influence of that. And so then when they come to us, they don't know their, their first prayers and stuff like that. Um, it really all needs to start with parents, and so that's my biggest challenge. My biggest opportunity are, I mean, there's so many great programs out there for youth ministry, um, Steubenville and Camp Summit and NCYC, and, and of course, tech is always the main one I go to. Uh, we also go on a mission trip. We're trying to get that together for the uh, next summer. Mm. Uh, and then service. I try to make sure that all of my faith formation catechists incorporate some sort of service into their curriculum for the year. And they can do something every month. They can do something every week. I would I would be fine with that. Combining, like, the corporal and spiritual works of mercy are always really big. And every, um, again, every year we try to get that going with the faith formation classes and also little things like encouraging encouraging those that may be downhearted i have one uh faith formation class that are like pen pals with the assisted living in folda so they oh, write beautiful. back and forth and then i know isn't that wonderful and then they meet a couple times a year they'll go down there and play bingo and um so they can put a face with the name that kind of thing I have another class that does tie blankets for the ambulance. They do that every oh, year. Oh, nice. And I know, fabulous. And also in the summer, the last couple of years, along with, along with the other cluster, we, in our area, Fulda, Lake Wilson, and um, Westbrook, we have painted a couple houses, one in Westbrook mm. and one in, here in Slayton. So, yeah, we service is big for us. Yeah, fantastic. That's what I've got. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, uh, Dana, uh, what do you see as kind of challenges and opportunities ministering to youth? Sure. In addition to what Marcy was saying about families um, maybe not coming back to Mass and taking their children to Mass, um, sometimes we're, we're our own worst enemy in the church. A lot of young people say that um, they want to know why. We believe what we believe. They want to have a relationship with God, and they don't always get that from faith formation. They might get a lot of teaching, but they don't get a lot of um, 
people mentoring them and people walking with them and sharing their faith journey with them. Um, so sometimes it's just getting out of our own, this is the way we always did it, and trying something new. And one opportunity I see in that is that families are not coming back to Mass like we saw prior to COVID. And um, I would say even before COVID, there was a steep decline in family attendance. Mm-hmm. So we have to try new things. <laughs> what right. we've always been doing just is not working. Um, so I see that as a huge opportunity to maybe shake things up. And and what's it, uh, I was curious, uh, Dana, what, what has it been like for you moving from a parish setting to a diocesan level position? How has that changed what you do? How have they kind of complemented each other? Well, when I was working as, at a parish, um, my main role, and I would say Marcy probably is this, in the same role, is to support the faith formation catechists and leaders in my parish. I did have um, closer relationships with the teens because I was in a parish, but really there are so many teens I can't mentor every single one. And so I saw my role as a mentor to the other mentors. And so now working for the diocese, I kind of see that in the same way, but now hopefully I can mentor and help and assist those that were in my position previously as faith formation and youth ministry coordinators. Well, fantastic. That that makes sense that it would kind of just be the mentor of the mentor of the mentors, right? You know, just just going <laughs> up the chain there. I like that. Uh, so, uh, well, fantastic. It's it's exciting to hear uh, great things going on in the diocese. And we'll talk about tech uh, after the break. Uh, well, I guess we can introduce it right now, and then we'll talk about it a little bit more. But uh, what what is tech? We've been throwing that term around. Um, what what is it? I'll take that one. Um, tech is a uh, is a diocesan spiritual movement for older teens, anybody over the age of grade, anybody over grade ten, and adults are most most definitely encouraged to attend. It begins with a retreat filled with dynamic reflections, music, sacraments, adoration, small group dialogue, and lots and lots of prayer, which is wonderful. Um, afterwards, but after that retreat, the tech really truly community tries to stay in touch and tries to offer support that both reinforces the parish involvement and also your own spiritual personal growth we the big um push for tech is living out the paschal mystery the dying rising and going forth that christ has sent us on moving that out into our daily lives and it gives us tools to help us do that and how long has that been uh, going on here in the diocese? Has it been for, for years and years and years? Is it a more recent thing? I think it's been going on since 1997 in our diocese. Wow, it's um, quite a long time. Yeah, quite a long time. And, and I think it's kind of sometimes the best kept secret. It's like I talk to people and they know nothing about it. And to get the word out there, we talk and talk and talk and... I, I hope people would take advantage of it. Absolutely, and and we'll be talking more about uh, after we come back uh, after the break. We'll be talking more about a specific tech retreat coming up in January here, out in your neck of the woods, kind of out in the Jackson area, yep. um, and more yep. details about that, as well as what people can expect and uh, and wonderful things like that. So stay tuned here on Real Presence Live again. Nick Medelsky broadcasting live from wonderful wintry Wasika. Stay tuned. 
This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In John 6, Jesus teaches about giving himself to us in the Eucharist. The multitudes had followed him everywhere, hanging on his every word and rejoicing at his miracles. Yet, when he speaks of consuming his flesh and his blood, of literally taking him into our own bodies, his friends and disciples are beyond scandalized. The law prohibited consumption of blood. How can their master be serious? Many simply cannot get beyond the literal meaning of Jesus' words, and they abandon him. Jesus could have stopped them by saying that he was speaking symbolically, but he let them go. Because our Lord made exactly what he said. Like the Passover lamb of the Old Testament, his flesh is to be consumed to bring salvation not only to the chosen people, but to the entire world. Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist. Come, let us adore him. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And hello again, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Medelsky here in Wasika, Minnesota this morning, uh, talking with Dana Patrika and Marcy Cowan about uh, the tech program. And uh, I've heard tech is an acronym, and I've heard it, uh, said two different ways. I've heard it called uh, for stand for Teens Encounter Christ and also uh, Together Encounter Christ. Which one is it? Well, here I'll in our diocese... Go ahead, Dana. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Here in our diocese, um, we used to have it as Teens Encounter Christ, but um, parents and adults were always welcome to attend, and not as many were attending with that name. So it is actually called Together Encounter Christ, and we have um, another name (laughs) that make things more confusing. It's Pathways Tech is our general area, and Marcy, do you want to talk about Pathways and where that kind of falls with the tech program? Sure, I will. Our, Our tech community is the diocesan, is the whole diocese of Winona, Rochester. There are, um, other tech communities in Minnesota, like Hiawatha and Agassiz Valley, which is way up north, uh, Kirkston area, 
They have central Minnesota, which is kind of St. Cloud. They have, um, um, oh, shoot, can't think of the name of the new one in New Alm for their mm-hmm. diocese. They they are, uh, everybody, they have their, their own thing. And, and, and we all, we try to, like, it's Riverbend in New Alm. We try to, like, join our resources, our people, with the Riverbend Tech the last couple years just because it's been hard to get um, workers, teens and adults that want to come back and and work the retreat to be with the, the new techites coming in. So we have been um, kind of com- combining our, our resources and and to make it better for everybody. So, yeah. Absolutely. So then Pathways is what uh, tech is, the tech community here in the diocese is called? Is that, yeah. Do I understand that right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, fantastic. And uh, th- there's, in fact, uh, a specific, uh, well, I guess uh, a, a side note maybe is a question. Uh, have there been any, um, I guess, concerns? I, I'm just speaking practically as a, as a parent, right, uh, sending their teens to a program like this and finding out there's adults there too. Uh, how does that work? Are the, are the teens in the same groups as the adults? Do they kind of break out by ages? How does that work? Go ahead, Dana. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm oh, kind of waiting for whoever to tell me when to talk. Um, the adults are usually in separate groups. And okay. we do have adult group leaders that are with the youth, mm-hmm. kind of leading group discussion. Yeah. And they obviously would sleep in separate areas. And our adults are all background checks. So um, there should be no concern. And actually, I'll speak into that a little bit. Um, there is a lot of research that has been done that states that youth actually need intergenerational relationships with people of faith. Mm -hmm. They should not just be uh, sequestered into their little youth groups and not have contact um, with some of the adult groups. And I know a safe environment can be a struggle with that, um, but we do as much as we possibly can to make sure that they have healthy intergenerational relationships that tech and um, also follow safe environment guidelines. And that's that's really fantastic, and I'm glad you, you mentioned that, that that's something that in, I think is, is a weak spot sometimes uh, because of, you know, practical concerns, unfortunately, uh, that there's not as much of that intergenerational faith sharing and things like that. Um, so to have an opportunity like uh, tech... Uh, for teens to see adults who are on fire about their faith, you know, um, and different adults other than mom and dad, right? Because sometimes that might not be good enough. Um, but uh, different <laughs> adults who are on fire about their faith and excited about it and on this retreat as well, that, that, that that's a positive experience for them to have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Definitely. Uh, uh, what, uh, so, uh, Marcy, you mentioned there's a lot of different uh, programs that exist uh, kind of for for teens uh, to uh, to grow in their faith. You know, there's different retreat opportunities we have, and the you know things like uh, Camp Summit and things like that. What makes tech uh, different from those? We kind of talk about the intergenerational aspect. Anything else that really makes it unique from those other opportunities? Um, again, I would go with the intergenerational aspect of tech. I kind of was jumping the gun there. Um, not very many other things that we do really encourage um, that intergenerational retreat experience because the adults that are on retreat are just on retreat. They're not um, 
lead, and we do have adults leading the small groups that have right, been on previously, right. but they get to a really experienced conversion together, um, whereas some of our other retreat experiences like Steubenville and Camp Summit, adults are definitely in more of a chaperone or leadership role. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes that makes sense. That makes sense. So that's that's great. That's great. Um, yeah, can we have some more details? And I think Marcy, you're the the point of contact, so I'll turn to you. Uh, but more details <laughs> on the specific tech retreat coming up. Sure. The the tech retreat coming up in January is going to be held on Martin Luther King weekend. That would hmm. be the 14th through the 16th. It's going to be in Jackson at Good Shepherd Catholic Church. Father Jonathan Fast that. I don't however you say his last name. Father Jonathan, <laughs> who is the pastor there at uh, Good Shepherd, he is going to be spiritual director for the weekend. So if any of you know Father Jonathan, that's like a good reason to come in itself. Absolutely, he's just, absolutely. He's on fire, and he's dynamic, and he's relatable, and he's just fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, so when uh, is there a registration deadline? Where would people go to register? I can take that one. Um, registration is currently up on our website, www.dowr.org, and you can go to the Youth Ministry and Faith Formation website, and there's a tab for tech. Um, so there is registration available there. There's a link. Um, or you could contact Monica Anderson, who is kind of leading the charge for tech, and um, her email is m-o-n-i-j underscore 13 at hotmail.com, and that's also up on our website, her email. Well, fantastic, fantastic. That's that's great. Um, yeah, as far as uh, volunteers, do you need volunteers for that? Is that all kind of set? Uh, how does that work? Just thinking, if people are listening and think, "Oh, I'd like to help out with that," is there a way for people to help out other than, you know, attend? Yes, there is. We you the, the precursor is you have to have attended tech as a retreatant before you can help. So if you have been to tech already, please sign up and, and help. We need um, more people. We need more resources. We need a gopher. And if you're a musician. Even though we have that covered, we're always looking for more and more and more of those. Well, fantastic, fantastic. Um, and I guess we have a f- we have a few more minutes together. Um, maybe I'll ask each of you what sort of uh, fruits have you seen come from uh, people who've attended this program, whether they're uh, young people or adults. Let's start I'll with take uh, this being, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it being I've been involved with tech longer than Dana has. Sorry, Dana. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> no, um, I want you to answer. <laughs> Thank you. I think the huge thing is a community. Community built on a shared faith. And so lots of great friendships come out of tech, both for the adults and for the teens. Good, holy, Catholic friendships, which bring about accountability. And some of the teens that I have talked to from, like, my students or other teens, in the area that I've talked to, they, they go to adoration more. They read their Bible more. Um, and the adults, they're renewed. They're renewed. They're, they sometimes come back truly very much on fire for their Catholic faith, like I did after I had first gone. 
And then they're also renewed in the hope that there are good Catholic teenagers out there that are willing to show their faith. They're, they're willing to be bold for Jesus. They're willing to maybe be a fool for Jesus and not let the world overshadow the fire that's burning inside their hearts. So there's lots of fruit. Very well put. Very well put. Um, well, fantastic. I know I've heard from plenty of um, plenty of adults that I've known who are very on fire about their faith that this was kind of a, a crucial point in their uh, their development, that age right there, kind of the, that later high school stage. Um, it's kind of when young people are starting to form their own identity, right, and really make the faith their yeah. own. And attending events like this, like you said, uh, and seeing that there are, you know, other people their age, they care about yeah. Jesus and the church and things like that can be a, a huge positive experience at such a such a crucial time in their lives and also you know as we've been talking about the intergenerational aspect too to be like you know this isn't just a one weekend youth group thing here's people who are coming to help who've been to this retreat in past years right and obviously it has yeah. had a permanent impact on their lives if they're continuing or you know in in your case marcy it's had such a permanent uh impact on your life that now you're uh working at a parish right doing this kind of ministry work yeah, so um, exactly i think that's really exactly. cool for for young people to be able to see that and experience that so uh fantastic uh dana would you uh, give out that information again for uh for how to register just so we can make sure get it in there twice sure it's www.dowr.org and you go to the youth ministry and faith formation website under tech together encounter christ well, fantastic. Uh, Dana, Marcy, thank you so much for joining me this morning on Real Presence Live. Uh, stay tuned. You're Listeners welcome. of Real Presence Live will be talking about more wonderful things in the, uh, the second hour of our show. So stay tuned. <laughs> 